Yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Are you ready to get drafted? <laughs> Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tom Rayside. I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and I'm hyped up because, Ray, this might be, it just might be the greatest sports weekend ever. We're going to talk about it. It's crazy. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Shoot us your emails, today at gmail.com, com. Tweet at us, Facebook us, YouTube us. I mean, we're breaking it down. Of course, the NFL draft, first two rounds. They're in the third round now. We'll talk about it. NBA playoffs, Hawks are up, game six. We got a game seven tomorrow, Clippers, Spurs. We'll talk about the next series. It's, a, it's just, oh, it's crazy. Then you won't believe it. Finally, five to seven years too late, you have the weigh-in today. Mayweather, 146, Pacquiao, 145. It's on Saturday night. I'm getting hyped up. Everybody's watching a fight except for Ray. We're going to convince Ray to watch the fight, so call in and convince him. And then, real quick at the end, we'll give you our Kentucky Derby picks because you know what? There's some big-time horses racing. We'll see. American Pharaoh might be the favorite, but we'll talk about it. Ray, Jameis Winston not only was the number one pick, Already had to, you know, take back the Instagram tweet or whatever. Signed already. That's what I was going to say to you. Did the light uh, Lovey and the Glazers basically do the right thing, and do they have their franchise quarterback? So I'm not convinced that James Winston is going to be a star in the NFL, but they need a quarterback. So the minute they don't think that Mike Glennon is the guy, they need to go out there and get themselves a quarterback. So I think being in the state of Texas, sorry, being in the state of Florida, they were able to do their due diligence on Jameis Winston and figure that he's their guy. So, yes, they did the right thing by taking the best quarterback prospect on the board. And will he be a star? TBD, I don't think so, but TBD – but they've got their guy. And the fact is they committed to him, and once you commit to him, you sign him and you get him in and, and you give him the bear hug and basically you say, look, you're our guy. You're our guy. You're going to lead our franchise. Well, you know, I, I love it, and I love the fact is what's only the sixth time in uh, history that you have quarterbacks go one and two, first time that they'll be playing each other in week one. I think uh, that's kind of fascinating. Mariota goes two to Tennessee. Um, you know what? I want to be positive, and I want to believe in both these kids. A little bit more work for Wisenhunt to see what he's going to do with Mariota, if he can even beat out Zach Mettenberg the first year. I don't know if it's going to be a competition or not. They're saying they're already giving him the keys. But I think Winston, they drafted a, a lineman, and I think they need to continue to surround him with some people We'll see who, who's going to step up and be their running back. But as far as receivers and tight end, all those guys are 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I think it's going to be great for uh, Tampa Bay. And remember, great locker room, great coach, great staff. Um, do, uh, Dirk Cutter's there, very innovative, uh, innovative mind at the OC. And, you know, when you got McCoy and you got Levante David and all these guys, I, I think they're going to be in a good spot. We weren't surprised. We predicted the first two picks. You know, I, I told you it'd be Fowler Jr. and I told you Sheriff for the Redskins. What, were you surprised by Sheriff? And were you surprised that the Raiders smart for them to get Cooper for Carr, but to to skip Leonard Williams and him to fall in the Jets' lap? And how happy do you think the Jets were? Very and very. So I didn't think Leonard Williams would go past three. I give it to you. You predicted that. I didn't think if Leonard were available that the Oakland Raiders could pass him up. But then again, I had the Raiders taking Amari Cooper. But I thought that that 
they would pass up on a Dante Fowler if he were available. So in some ways I got it right from the Raiders' perspective, and then I definitely didn't think the Redskins, given their shakeup on their offensive line, sorry, defensive line, that they would let a talent like Leonard Williams go. The Jets were ecstatic to have a chance oh, at Leonard Williams. Be. They didn't expect him there. They thought they'd be taking one of these linebackers and so or, or a Kevin White. Vic Beasley, they thought that those were the type of guys that they'd be choosing. And to have this guy fall, and he's arguably, he might be the best player in this draft, talent-wise, in terms of readiness, in terms of the blueprint. I mean, Jameis Winston might have the blueprint on the field, for sure. Uh, In terms of being a success at his position, Jets couldn't be happier. And then we'll talk about the second round. Makes me even happier as a Jet fan. Oh, definitely. Well, and you know what? I think a lot of people assumed or jumped to conclusions that the Jets have to trade uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. They don't have to, but they also don't have to give him the big contract. I think they can just have a, you know, uh, like the NASCAR Giants, their Super Bowl year, and have a, a rotation of, of defensive linemen. Um, Richardson, you know, um, you still got Copos on the end. Now you throw in Leonard Williams, Wilkerson, and Richardson. I mean, they, they're going to be – they're going to be tough. I I, I got to tell you that that Jet defense is oodles and oodles of O's and super impressive. So let's move on down. What did you think about the Bears? You know the home crowd. You know Chicago's been very very fun for the draft. Not too many trades in the first round. You thought I think about seven. I thought five to seven. It was only two, but. Did you like the Bears scooping up, really, the replacement for Brandon Marshall and getting Kevin White, who I think could well, really Morris help them? Well, most of them Brandon Marshall and potentially has a higher upside in terms of a playmaker. Now, Brandon Marshall's a 100-catch guy and catches some really tough balls over the middle, scores. Oh, yeah, he's caught but amazing. But, yeah, I, I had to take Kevin White. Kevin White was there, as I predicted, and he absolutely was the right pick and a right fit for the Bears. So I had no no issues there. Um, and then, you know, right after him, Vic Beasley and Eric Flowers to the Falcons and the Giants, I thought was excellent kind of filling needs. The Falcons, now we talked about this. What do you think about this? The Falcons were flirting with running backs and were flirting with yeah. defensive ends and ended up going with Vic Beasley. Right. It could have been Dupree. It could have been Gurley. I think Vic Beasley, he's done a lot on the field. Uh, Dupree hasn't done as much at Kentucky, but I was happy about that because look where Alvin Bud Dupree fell, baby, all the way down to my Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to that. I love the Redskins. We just say the new GM, um, you know, solidifying the offensive line for RG3 and the running game, Alfred Morris, because they learned from the Cowboys, and Bill Callahan is over there. He left you guys, went to the Redskins, and that's how you win. And I think your boy Jeff Fisher was the sort of the surprise and the chip of the draft. Going for Todd Gurley, when you have Cunningham, Zach Stacy, and Trey Mason, a little surprising. That. Yeah, a little surprising, but he is special. And, and Fisher wants to win with, hey – We'll take shots down the field with foals. We'll pound the ball, run it, and great defense. So why not get, you know, an Adrian Peterson-type special running back? Trey Mason and those guys, I think they're all good, but can you say either one of them are are girly and special? No, and I guess what he's thinking is we have to build for the long run because we look up at Arizona, we look up at Seattle, you could argue we even yeah. look up, depending on how they rebuild at San Francisco. Yeah, maybe, so yeah, we need maybe to, not anymore. We need to get special. We need to get special players. And the good thing with them is that they have so much depth at running back. Like we said, you're probably not going to get the best year out of Todd Gurley this year. Maybe he comes in in week 10 and starts to produce. But next year, when he's fully recovered from that ACL, when he's a year removed, that's when you'll get yourself a, a really special And give them credit. Back. Give them credit, Ray. They said they'll be patient. They, they said he can come in week eight, you know, and I think it's very smart how they're looking at it because guess what? They already have – you saw Zach Stacy on Twitter. He's like, yikes, you know. I mean, you know, he might want to get traded, but I think they're like, hey, we, we'll go to war with four running backs, and, you know, once Gurley's alive and well kicking and, and running, then we can maybe move a Zach Stacy or whatever. Because let's be honest, running backs do get injured, 
And, you know, the Rams know that. They've had running backs and quarterbacks injured the last two or three seasons. And then you have I a know guy like, like Zach Stacy who fell off the map, though. I mean, this guy. Yes, Trey Mason, there. how's the spot? I know. <laughs> Plug but four. Zach, Zach Stacy sort of <laughs> lost it. I feel like he was he showed signs last year or, you know, the year before of brilliance. And then this year he just, it's like he hit a wall. Yeah, no, you wonder. I mean, also, let's be fair, and they addressed it later on in the second round, but their offensive line was not great, and they had injuries. So, you know, they're no longer going to have uh, Jake Long there. He's out there still free. Um, so we'll see how how that works. Did you like, um, obviously, I think we both sort of thought that it would be Trey Wayans or Parker. Vikings did that. Definitely enjoyed seeing Big Danny Shelton, which we agreed on. I think we only picked four picks the same, but Danny Shelton, and then they go and get other size with Cameron Irving, the big offensive lineman. And I think that's good for Patton and the Browns to get that beef. You've got to like Pete with the Saints. Let me ask you, Miami Dolphins, a caller to our show, friend of our show, Hank, what did you think about the Dolphins getting Parker, and does that really help Tannehill? That could be huge. I think it does. And one of the things that they've had is they've had – possession receivers and then they finally go out and sign mike wallace and he is underachieving if anybody's been underachieving in free agency the last five ten years mike wallace is at the top of that list yeah, that's so why he's in minnesota Devontae now parker yeah 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 and so Devonte parker i thought was a great pickup i thought they needed somebody to stretch the field uh if Todd Gurley was around, I, I would have expected them to, to give him serious consideration. Melvin Gordon got taken right afterwards. So, you know, Miami Trade up for the Chargers, did. yeah. Trade up. It's funny because I actually predicted the Chargers to get Gordon and the Niners to get Armstead in different yes, order, right? Did, yep, in different <laughs> yeah. order, exactly. That's hilarious. So, yeah, I and I think they both did, did good. Yeah. And, and starting with the Dolphins at Parker at 14, I think perfect fit and explosive and a guy that they really need and a guy that they'll really rely on. Um, Got to be happy with the two corners for the Texans and the Chiefs. I think Kevin Johnson and Peters will, will both be fine. Um, were you – I wasn't surprised because I heard rumors of Aguilar. What did you think about, one, nobody being able to get Mariota, not even Chip Kelly, even though he tried and he might have to – massage the egos of the veterans that were rumored to be offered out there like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Boykins. But um, we remember the, all the USC receivers and Aguilar uh, special teams and just running all the patterns probably is the most consistent, solid of all of them. How do you think the Eagles did getting Nelson Aguilar? So I think he's okay. I think he mm -hmm. is a good receiver to add into the mix. I actually wanted them to, to, to go in a different direction here maybe go with a defensive back maybe try something on the other side of the on the other side of the field but you know what I'm not Chip Kelly I can't get in Chip Kelly's brain I don't know what this dude is doing <laughs> he's got four yeah. quarterbacks and he's just uh, five talent <laughs> yeah. and so you know what I, look this kid Nelson Aguilar had moved up the draft charts too so he's he's <laughs> obviously been Definitely. impressing GMs and so yes. you know He'll get put to work. Put it like this: if there's a if there's a coach you want to play for as a wide receiver, it's Chip Kelly. So he'll do fine. I just thought that the Eagles could have done better at twenty. Definitely, definitely. Um, you gotta like the Broncos being aggressive. Normally, you don't trade up for guys with off the field problems, but I think they're looking at their defense and their opportunity. And I think for them to get a talent in Shane Ray. John Elway's like, this can help me this year, and this can help me in the future because DeMarcus Ware is older. I actually like the move, bucking tradition and trading up for an off-the-field well, guy. Well, I think you had you to like, because you knew yeah, the you Cowboys would do it because in the second round they picked up Randy Gregory. And yeah. you knew that potentially the Cardinals might have gotten in there. Well, so, yeah, the Cardinals, yeah. They wanted so him probably. You, if you were the right, so if you were the Broncos and you had your eye on this guy, you had to trade up to get him. So good I think for it's going to work out. Good locker room, good leadership. Um, 
you know, I, I like to see the negative stuff. And I think sometimes the media overhypes it or beats these guys up unnecessarily. Yeah, they make mistakes, but guess what? Uh, a lot of kids, if they were under scrutiny of the NFL or a professional sports league, they they wouldn't like their stuff but being put out there. Um, DJ Humphreys, I thought, was good with the Cardinals. I got issued. Now, you had this guy in the first round. I had him in my first mock in the first round, but definitely neither one of us had Shaq Thompson to the Panthers linebacker. I just don't get it because he's, he's a running back, linebacker, strong safety. He's such a tweener, and the Panthers didn't really need it. They didn't need him. That, what's wrong with that, that organization? I, I thought they needed an offensive line, something desperate. Of course, they need- and they finally got it later on. But, I mean, even the other receiver they took, uh, your boy, uh, Funches from um, – and we'll talk about the second round. But they took Funches from Michigan, who's another tall, slow guy like Benjamin. That doesn't make sense in terms of receiver. You could have got someone else. So, I don't know. Do you want to – let's apply for a job as a GM uh, in Carolina. That's, that's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, Tell me about Perryman to the Ravens. Did you like that? I did. You know, I have some issues with dropping the ball, right? The number one thing you need to do as a quarterback is throw the ball. The number one thing you need to do as a wide receiver is catch the ball. <laughs> So people that have problems catching the ball is a problem. Uh, But this kid is explosive. This kid is talented. And assuming it's a minor thing, and and actually they were saying maybe he needs to be fitted for some contacts or something, but uh, the Ravens need a playmaker too. Because, you know, Steve Smith is old, and your boy Torrey's gone. They just got yeah. rid of yeah your boy from Maryland. They basically gave up on him. So Ravens need some playmakers, and Joe Flacco's got the arm. So they just need to give him somebody to you know throw the ball down the field to. So I thought that was fine, um, good pick. And and you know the Cowboys right after that they needed a, a defensive player. They ended up getting the probably the most talented corner in terms of athleticism, um, Byron Jones. So I like that pick for the Cowboys. Uh, I thought they'd go either with a defensive end, pass rusher type, if he were available, a linebacker, or a corner. So one of those three positions, Cowboys need a lot on defense. And I thought Byron Jones right. was good. Now, wait, I don't want to upset my fans and people out there. We did skip over my Steelers getting Alvin Bud Dupree. Thought it was perfect. Get a corner in the second round on the Mississippi State. I, th- I think that they're doing the right thing. What about the Bengals? This, I mean, to me... The A&M uh, lineman, Cedric uh, uh, Abuzi, I mean, they could have got – I felt like he was a second-round pick. He didn't always show it on the field, even though he's got, like, the measurables. Do you think the Bengals sort of reached a little bit there with the tackle? I would, so I would have taken, honestly, Jake Fisher, better, better player. Well, he's an interesting or player because we both had him rated below a couple of other linemen, right? Even D.J. Humphreys from Florida. Or Clemmings, yeah behind him clemmings from pittsburgh who got picked behind him so you and i both had him rated lower i did read that some people about 50 percent of the people had him rated high and 50 percent of the people had him rated about four or five uh tackles below where he was drafted so he's one of these yeah. guys that for some reason and he played at texas a&m right he didn't play at hobart like they get from hobart just got drafted yeah. Where, where you yeah. can say that people didn't the watch him. But he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys that was, depending on the draft review, you know, wh- whose draft board you were looking at, people had him rated all over the place. So maybe maybe they know what they're talking about, Cincinnati. But, um, you know, they, they need to solidify that offensive line for sure. We, we, thought, we thought for sure offensive line, we just didn't think it was this kid from, from Texas A&M. Yeah, and I like the Lions getting the Tomlinson kid from Duke. Um, just an amazing story. You heard about him with his grandfather in Jamaica, and he wants to help medicine and, and build, you know, do stuff for hospitals in Jamaica. I thought it was great. I think he's going to be solid. I don't know about the Colts. And then, of course, they wound up getting Amir Abdullah, so, and, and they trade for Manny Ramirez. So the Lions actually, they probably are one of the – Probably one of the most impressive teams so far in the first two days. But talk to me about the Colts. I love Philip Dorsett. I had him in the first round. Why do you think the Colts took him when they need offensive line and corner? I don't know. We were talking about this off-air. Yeah. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, maybe they're in the Peyton Manning school where Peyton Manning always had receivers, right? They, they, they made no. sure to give Peyton Manning receivers, but they also made sure to give Peyton Manning an offensive line, and they also made sure to give Peyton Manning a running game. So maybe they didn't give him the best defense in the world, but he always had the skill position players O-line, and the protection. Yeah. Andrew Luck is it, running for his life. It's a risk. Yes, it's such I, I a don't risk get it. to and, do this. And to me, Philip Dorsett has speed. But he's 5'10". I mean, he's one of these smallish guys. I don't know that I would have drafted him for the Colts. I mean, I don't know that I would draft him this high in the first round. I don't know that I would have drafted him as a Colt. I, I don't get that pick. I, I don't like it at all. Yeah. And and listen, Demarius Randall, I'm so happy for Arizona State. First time they had a first-round pick. The Pac-12 dominated the first round, and it seems like they dominated the second round and get the final count on that, but nine in the first round, and I think the SEC had six or seven. So Rando, and then they got a corner uh, in the second round. You like Steph, uh, Anthony, the other linebacker from Clemson, uh, Clemson Stephon Anthony for the Saints. I, I guess I like it, but I, I, I thought he was more of a second-round player. Um, I had him on yeah. as a second-round player, too, but I guess they, yeah. they just need to rebuild that linebacking core. And, you know, for years they had a Rob couple Ryan of Rob Ryan could do something with him. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Yeah. And then what do you think about the last pick of the draft? Oh, of in course. The, the Patriots, they just Brown. get – look, they get him, and then in the second round at 64 they get the, uh, the, the safety from Stanford, who basically is just – you know, the glue of, of the whole team knows where every player should be. You know, a smart guy, not just all the measurables. So, you know, look, very exciting first round. The second round, Ray, talk about that before we get to these NBA playoffs. No quarterbacks taken. Um, on, no Petty, no callers. Hundley. Let's see. Before okay, we get to the second let's round, let's see. Chime if, in. Yeah, let's see if uh, callers want to say something. Hello, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Ray and Taylor's old Luke, man. How you doing? Hey, old Luke. What's, what's up, up man? man? <laughs> it's been How a long you doing? Time. I'm doing a whole lot better, man. Doing a whole lot better. How you guys yeah, doing? welcome. How you feeling? Everything That's good? good recovering? Yeah, still recovering, man. Still recovering. Okay. Just enjoying these uh, playoffs and everything. I'll let you guys finish up with your draft. i let you know about my Wizards. Well, oh, listen. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it. I, I got to ask you this, though. <laughs> do you like Arik like Armstead for your Niners? Man, and you need I, help on your defense everywhere, so we need, you can't be too upset. We need help all over the place. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just I'm SOS and help all over, man. I I I gotta I gotta see what we're gonna do this year, man. I really don't want to to uh, even jinx us anymore. Than I think we got jinxed by by the, the whole coaching fiasco at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, you mentioned that before. Yeah, I just don't, you know, I just don't understand that whole situation. And, you know, hopefully we come out better from it, but you know how things go. It's, you know, it's out of our, hand, out of our hands, the fans' hands. we got to deal with emotional GMs and all the rest of that stuff. <laughs> so how hyped up are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I know you want to talk some hoops, man, so we'll, let's do this for you. How hyped up is D.C.? I, I had them winning. Ray went with Toronto. Neither of us would have thought it was going to be this dominating. Um, looks like Toronto? the Hawks. Yes, he yeah, did. I, you know Blasphemy, what? You guys, isn't it? What? You guys were a little shaky towards the towards the middle of the season, man. Oh, I, I, man. I, I, didn't I like, told him, in, don't sleep on Pierce. In the beginning of the season, I thought you were one of the top three teams. But you know what? I give you credit. You turn it on in the playoffs. And it's the playoffs, baby. Regular season don't matter. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. It really you know doesn't. What? And these Hawks are in trouble. I mean, I think you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna have a nice, a nice. You got, you got something for the Hawks. I might. We'll give you my prediction, but I, I think you guys could take the Hawks in six, maybe even five. I mean, the Hawks are. Yeah, Millsap's not a hundred percent. Yeah. They're putting and, uh, it on. I they're think... putting it on Brooklyn right now, but. Right. Right. I, I, I actually like you guys to upset the Hawks in the next round. I don't even think it's going to be an upset because this is what I see. If you can't stop Brooke, Brooke Lopez, that's only one big man. Look how many big men are on the Wizards. You got Gortaz, yeah. you got Nene, you got Serafin. Yeah, but nobody I mean, as talented offensively as Brooke Lopez, though. 
when he's right, when he's right, you know, and when he plays like a big man, Brooke Lopez is still one of the better offensive centers in the league. But he got to get rest. We got big men for days. We got a stronger bench. They don't, you know, <laughs> the bench is stronger. He got to get some rest. He got to worry about foul trouble. They got more bodies. And with Paul Pierce out there, that, that veteran leadership right there is going to keep them intact. I love it. I mean, even I love it. How about – how about the sirens finally rang for Otto Porter Jr. and he realizes, wait a minute, I went to Georgetown and I'm good. <laughs> you, you know, know? That was it took a while to come around. Yeah, it took them a while to come around, but they all coming around the right time. And I think the biggest, the biggest, the biggest, um, uh, uh, what I'm most, what I'm most happy about is John Wall playing his game the way he's playing right now and more control. Yes. Because with him playing like that. It's going to be a handle. Who's going to hold him? Because the way he can switch speeds and he actually controls his oh, speed. Oh, T can't, can't stop him. Yeah, no. Jeff T can't stop him now. You know what will be great, though, is if you guys do beat Atlanta in the next round for the Eastern Conference Finals, you'd have a John Wall versus, and fill in the blank, right, John Wall yeah. versus Kyrie Irving or John Wall versus or D. Rose. Rose. Yeah. That's a nice. That's a nice little matchup there. Yeah, the way it looks now, I think it may be at least to me. My prediction may be maybe going against D Rose because if they let if they let Cleveland beat them, this dismantles. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, if Cleveland can beat the Bulls, which I I didn't have them doing so, um, in terms of my finals prediction, this would be LeBron's greatest feat because Jr. No, no, not for two games, and then no Kevin Love. And you know Tristan Thompson can rebound, but he can't score or spread the floor. That that would be really heavy. Oh, we got to ask you. We got other callers. Two things: mm-hmm. Game Seven, Clippers Spurs. Who wins? And who wins the fight? And you tell Ray he's got to watch it, man. It's the last <laughs> boxing fight we might ever have. It's freaking Mayweather Pacquiao. Come on, Ray. Tell him to watch this, man. I got to tell you, I was a huge boxing fan growing up. I'm still a boxing fan. But you know what? Five people make money in the sport, and these clowns waited five, six, seven years, and they're still going to make $150 million. So Don't I'm worry upset. about it. Yeah, I'm going to watch the fight, but I'm upset. I can still be upset, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's the only thing to see. It's, it's going to be the best thing you're going to see in the last five years. I mean, that is, it, this it, is the last, last fight, yeah. Is the last of boxing is going to fall off the, the little bit of the cliff that's left. It's going to collapse in the ocean <laughs> after, after this fight. So you might All right, give us your picks. Give it. us your picks. Oh, Clippers, Spurs, and Pacquiao Mayweather. What's, what's Orange Spurs. picks? Spurs. Oof. You, you know, wow, like gonna, Spurs in L.A., okay. Yeah, I think they should have had last game. I think they didn't get in foul Jordan enough. They went away from it when it was working. And but you know, it's funny because the road team point. is one – the road team has won four of the six games. Yeah, that's amazing. So far in the series, and they're more dangerous on the road. I, I don't think that. I think that big baby being out that hurts them. Um, so I think I think the Spurs. Yeah, that's a good point. And okay, that's I a good point. And May, the fight Mayweather gonna Mayweather. I mean, even though the I distance like or go twelve. I think it's going to go 12. It, it, I think either he's going to get a TKO or it goes the whole 12. I think that the thing with, with Pacquiao is that he's he's too aggressive and he's going to step into something. And after that last Marquez fight, I'm worried about him happen, that happening to him again because Mayweather has a <laughs> habit of getting you so frustrated you want to rush in and try to get in there, and he's waiting for him. He's going to catch him. Yeah. So, he's 47-0 for a reason. And hate him or love him. He got 47 wins, and, uh, you know, he, he's not going to be able to tag him up like that. Pacquiao is the same fighter before. He's not as big as he's not, he's not No, as big he's as not as big. Mm-hmm. Now that there's so, blood testing and stuff like that, he's not as big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love the guy. Off the boxing rink, I love the guy, but I think he was, you know, he was he was too big. He 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 started off at 105, if people remember, way back in the day. So that's a whole other right, point. Uh, five, six. <laughs> yeah, right, so. basically. All right, man. Well, keep watching All the draft. Right. Finally, they got a quarterback that was gone. Garrett Grayson went to the Saints to replace Drew Brees yeah, and, in three and, years. And so, also, Ray Jameis Winston, number one. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, call All right, man. All right uh, talk to you All soon. Right, take care. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. 
You want to bring another Great call? Great call as always. Yeah, we got another yeah. caller. I don't know if you were listening or we want to have some comments. I, is, I, is I think Big he's Hank? just listening. Yeah, we may just Hank, be you listening. With okay. So listen, let's let's just um, – you want to just get to these NBA playoffs? I mean, there's been a couple of interesting picks. You saw Tevin Coleman and Duke Johnson win. So these running backs are starting to go. We mentioned Amir Abdullah, only one quarterback. And gosh, Ray, neither one of us, I think I might have had Grayson going to the Saints, but I didn't think he'd be the second pick. Or one of us picked Grayson. I don't know if it was you or me. But, I mean, either way, um, do you like that for for, um, New Orleans? Yeah, I think they need to start thinking about a replacement for Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You might as well do it now. And so of all the picks, is it Grace, is it Mannion, is it uh, Brett Hundley? Everybody was saying Petty was clearly the third quarterback, and it didn't happen. And he was down there in Texas, so they probably saw him a lot. Duke Johnson goes to the Cleveland Browns, Ray. The Browns are like the Rams. They want, like, the three-headed monster running back. Well, you know, they, you got, they took two linemen in the first two rounds, right? Bread and butter, and now they're going to the skill positions. Yeah. So I, I, I don't mind receivers. what Cleveland's doing. I don't mind what Cleveland's doing. A little less flash, no. a little more, you yeah. know, nuts and bolts. Oh, you, you got to get the beef. You definitely got to get the beef. So let's talk about the, the, the Jets, though, real quick, because we did like their second round pick. Um, what did you. You know, tell me what you thought love about it, what the Jets it. did. Couldn't be happier with that. Look, obviously, I Devin wanted a guy Smith like is, uh, yeah. uh, a guy, you know, a first round pick, a guy with a first round grade like a Devontae Parker, you know, Amari Cooper, a Kevin White. But when you get a chance to get a Leonard Williams, you absolutely jump on it. You can never have enough cornerbacks, you can never have enough defensive <laughs> linemen. And so I love it. I love that pick. And the second pick. You know, I like maybe even better for where it where it was, Devin Smith, to get him in the in the top of the second round. And what that My. does is it allows Brandon Marshall to get single coverage. It allows Jason Morrow to roam freely up the middle. It allows everybody to play their position because the Jets very rarely had in the last few twenty years have had speed to blow the top off the defense. And so this kid, did you see the stats? It's amazing he's not a first-round pick because all I he does remember is, I said he, is, he would be, yeah. Yeah, all he does is catch 40-yard touchdowns. I mean, this dude <laughs> no, it's amazing. is just unbelievable. Unbelievable it's, stretch it's, in the defense. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think they're really trying to give Geno a chance, which is smart because you did invest something in him. Maybe this is his last chance, and maybe in the third or fourth round they'll try to draft a Hundley. Um, i got to say this, though, real quick, before we finish up and start to pick, predict our NBA playoffs real quick. Um, you got to love, Duke, like we said, Duke Johnson to Cleveland, but first-round guys that should have been picked in the first round in the third round, the Saints just get P.J. Williams the corner, and then the Niners get Eli Harold, the linebacker, from um, – Virginia, that is great for the Niners and the Saints, man. I, I'm impressed. Teams are really getting, and of course, we got to just salute the Cowboys for getting Randy Gregory. I think it's going to wind up being the steal of the draft. Um, and just imagine, Jones, Hardy, Gregory, after week 11, the Cowboys defense could get healthier, better, bigger, stronger, faster, and watch out. Your Cowboys could be actually, Tony Romo might actually be right, Ray. You might be really sniffing the Super Bowl. And for the Falcon fans that used to call our show, they finally got a running back in Tevin Coleman, who I like. And I think he's explosive. So well, give me your game seven this, pick. Oh, go ahead. Real quick ahead. about the Cowboys. They're equipped to deal with Randy Gregory. So if yes, there's one team that knows how to deal with these people who have off-the-field issues, who need babysitting, who need hand-holding, you know, from Des Bryant now to pre in previous years even go back. No, they said years. they're not going to hold Des's hand anymore, though. He's mature. Well, not anymore, they're, but this kid, now. did you hear yeah. this kid, Randy Gregory, was, was his agent was telling teams, we want to be hand-held. We want a shadow. We want somebody to make sure that we don't get in trouble. So, in other words, he's asking yeah. for help. Right, and I think that's Anybody smart because the Cowboys he are. wants 
Yeah, and he wanted to get drafted, so I think that's the right way to play it too, right? Sort of like appease the owners and say, look, I, I, I want this, I need that, or whatever. So I think it's all, you know, some of it is whatever, but I, I think it's it's smart, and he he went to the right place, and I think it, it just – as a cowboy fans, you got to be like, oh, this wow, is freaking awesome. Wow, our boy T.J. Clemmings is still on the board. Board, yeah. Well, remember they said he has a foot injury, the lineman from Pitt. So yep. that, you know, I was not aware of that, but I, I thought the medical had cleared. Um, you know, listen, these things happen. Um, what are you gonna do, right? You know, what are you gonna do? So I Game do. I'm not going with – I'm sticking with my pick, and, I'm, and I, I predicted that the Clippers would win in seven, and I'm sticking with it. I, they don't need Big Baby for this one game. I know Duncan is – I threw a tweet out there last week. I mean, this guy, he's actually climbing up the top ten charts even higher. And, you know, maybe they'll probably win game seven, and Duncan will have 22 and 11 because he's that awesome. I don't trust Parker and – and, and Ginobili as much. And sometimes Green, he disappears on the road. Sometimes he shows up. Splitter's been disappearing. And Kawhi, he hasn't been shooting. He didn't, you know, what did he start off? Three for 13 the other night? He wasn't, you know, he, yeah, he wasn't at really home. on. Yeah. At home, no less. So I just think Blake and Chris Paul, Crawford, these guys are ready. It's their time. Chris Paul is going to go off. He's going to get the whole team in foul trouble. And I just think... Blake will figure it out, and they, they wind up winning by three, maybe 93-90. So I got to go with them. You know what? I'm glad this went seven games because this is a series that really is about as close as it gets. They won 56 Classic. the Spurs, and the Clippers won 57 in the regular season. And it may turn out, if the Spurs lose, that that loss to New Orleans to end the season really – ruin yeah. their chance and, and ruin their chance at, at you know the end of this dynasty and they may have to start thinking about how they break up this team. That's if they lose. Yeah. Now, I'm going against myself to some degree because I have the Cavs <laughs> and the Clippers in the finals. The but I'm going to say that the Spurs pull one more rabbit <clears> out of a hat <throat> and they okay. find a way to shoot their way into the second round matchup with Houston. And by the way, the only team that's benefiting from this or the team that's benefiting the most is Houston, right? The Rockets are just like, but, okay, you but guys But they won't get healthy enough. Out. Those guys aren't coming back. And I think the, the winner of this game beats the Rockets in the next series no matter what. Well, I, we'll, I get, there. we'll get there in a sec. Yeah. But I, look, to me, I think the Spurs bench, it comes down to the Spurs bench. And if the Spurs can stop the Clippers shooters from shooting a high percentage, and Marco Bellinelli, who just started to heat up. And you don't know, Mono Ginobili looks off a little bit, but if Ginobili or Parker, plus Patty Mills, plus Bellinelli, Patty can Mills, shoot like that, yeah. then I think that San Antonio is going to put on a wonderful shooting performance like they did to the Heat in the finals in one of those games where they shot like 65% from the field or some craziness like that. So I think they're going to go out there and score like 117, and the Clippers just won't have enough offensive firepower. And especially with Big Baby going down, if DeAndre Jordan gets in foul trouble or if, God forbid, Blake Griffin gets in foul trouble, then they're really hurting because their depth in the front court is soft and took a big hit. So I think the Clippers come up short – even at home, and the Spurs pull a rabbit out of the hat and win Game Seven. Well, you know what? I I can't be mad at you. Real quick, as we're talking to the the Jets, got the big offensive lineman from Louisville. I like that. But I asked you, who did Seattle get? They got Tyler Lockett. That was perfect. The little quick wide receiver that does special teams. I think he he can run inside, outside the slot. That's perfect for Russell Wilson to have him and Jimmy Graham. This guy is super-duper-duper, you know, small but good wide receiver. So very happy for the Seahawks with that. And, of course, we didn't mention the Texans got Jalen Strong, who I love from Arizona State, so that was great. Um, We both think the Wizards will probably beat the Hawks, but let's talk about what we do know. Grizzlies, 
Warriors. To me, it's simple. Warriors and six. I just don't think one Vince Carter, Courtney Lee. They don't shoot enough outside consistently. And Conley's definitely going to travel, but he's going to probably miss game one. He's severely injured, and it's it's just a shame because the way that they play in this year with Jeff Green, if he could step up, this would be their best chance to get you know, in the Western Conference Finals again or to the NBA Finals. But I just think it's it's too much. It will be hard for Bogut and Draymond Green to match up with Gasol and Randolph. But at the end of the day, too many scorers, Iguodala, Barnes, Green, the Splash Brothers, everybody, Livingston, Barbosa, and David Lee, you know, who knows? Warriors and six over the Grizzlies. To me, this comes down to Mike Conley. If Mike Conley was he- were healthy, I would actually take the Grizzlies in a tough seven-game series. But I think because Conley isn't there and they play so differently without him, and yeah. whether it's Nick Calathis or Bino Udrick or whoever, I not think enough. it's not enough. I think Golden State wins easily. I think they win in five. Then we have the real matchup everyone's been salivating for. Cavs, Bulls. Cavs, unfortunately, first two games without JR. No Kevin Love for the rest of the playoffs. Don't know if he'll ever come back there again. I think he will for one year just because of the contracts. I I got to say this. I think LeBron is going to put up one of the greatest performances you ever could see. But I think the Bulls are actually going to win this in seven just because I think this team has everything, every position. Gibson. Butler, Rose attacking, um, you know, now Miracek Dunleavy, Noah's getting healthier and better, and Paul Pyle Gasol is just How? too much, and they're going to miss Kevin Love. They're going to actually realize that Tristan Thompson is just an offensive rebounder. Kevin Love is the third piece of a big three who had an amazing season considering less touches, less minutes, less everything. They're going to miss him, and the Bulls advance to the Eastern Conference Finals like Tay predicted, baby. (laughs) So I'm going to stick with my prediction, too, and I'm going to say that the Cleveland Cavaliers find a way. Wow. Even though Kevin Love is down, and that's a big blow, I don't know. Are you getting some deep water faith? I don't know that the Bulls can actually punish the Cavs for not having Kevin Kevin Love in the game, right? What does Kevin Love give you? Kevin Mm. Love gives you some defensive rebound, and he stretches the floor with those threes. Now, it's hard to fill his shoes, but you know what? The the only way that the Cavs really take advantage of it is if they pound the offensive glass. But I think – that they're going to find a way. Tristan Thompson's going to do his share. LeBron's going to play big. He's going to hit the boards. I think losing J.R. Smith could hurt them. And, in fact, I think they'll lose. They may even lose the first two. But certainly I think they'll split. I just have a feeling that this Cavs team, if the game is close, I don't trust Derrick Rose anymore like I used to. But I certainly trust LeBron, and I and certainly Kyrie. trust Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so if if it's a close game, Ooh. Cleveland has two guys that I trust more than anybody on Chicago. Jimmy Butler's never been there really before. Derrick Rose <sighs> isn't the Derrick Rose of three, four years ago. But Kyle you're not mentioning Saul. the 31 assists and the domination, the greatest playoff margin victory ever What they did game six to the Bucks. Oh. You weren't they impressed with the Bulls? I that was, was ridiculous. With the Bulls, and they took okay, some of okay. their frustration out on on. Well, was <laughs> that was ugly. Four. Yeah, that, One, that, was that it one twenty to sixty six or something crazy? That was I mean, not that's a insane, good look. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I okay. Think Cal- are you saying Cavs in seven? I'm saying Cleveland in seven. Wow. Okay. So I mean that's sort of where we're at. We have to wait on the Hawks. And we have to wait on the next series. We'll predict those as they go. I think I think it's time for us to talk about this fight. I think we need we need to get some beats. I heard Dougie Fresh was out there. We don't got Dougie, the greatest entertainer, you know what I'm saying? But I think we're gonna have to hit some beats for you. 
And I think we're going to have to come back and talk about this fight and give a prediction because, Ray, it is, as they say, the fight of the century, as we say, the last fight that matters in boxing. We're back, and we're back to talk fisticuffs, pugilistic. <laughs> we're about to talk boxing. You know what's interesting? Before we get into the actual fight, I've heard this from people. I heard Colin Coward say it, and I've heard other people say it. They say that, and they've been to, to you know those reporters that have been doing this for years and years, and we've covered sports, but we don't actually attend. You know, We attend events as fans. They say right. that boxing is the single most impressive sporting event to cover and to be at. More than the Super Bowl, more than the World Series, more than the NBA Finals, more than the Olympics. The the pageantry, the the pressure, the energy in that now in the MGM you know, on Saturday is going to be unlike anything, unlike, you know, the Super Bowl, unlike any other sporting event. When boxing does it right, and that's why boxing was king of the hill for so many years, there's nothing like the spectacle <laughs> of well, you know, thousands of years, right? There's nothing like the spectacle of a, of a championship boxing match, Saturday night, Vegas. Oh, man, it's on. It's on. Now, I'm still angry that it's, five or six years too late, but I'll put that aside, and, and let's talk about it. I'm going to say this. It's, you know, it's fascinating because they've really created, you know, the, 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 the hero and the villain, and Mayweather doesn't mind playing that villain. We obviously know what he's done and served his time in prison. The domestic violence is disgusting. I can't root for Mayweather as the man and the person. But what I will say is he is no Sugar Ray Robinson or Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson, but he might be in the last maybe 20 years, the best defensive fighter we've seen. He's definitely even more than De La Hoya, the biggest draw and biggest businessman we've seen. And I think this guy frustrates his opponents so much and is so tactical and is so savvy that even if it's I'm not fighting Pacquiao five years ago because maybe the HGH and he wouldn't do the blood test, well, I think Floyd keeps up better and has kept up better, even though he's older, than Pacquiao. And I think Pacquiao, his only way to win is to actually go for it. He's got to go and sort of go – against the grain and try to get the knockout because he can't win a tactical Which would be the way he punch for punch, too, right? Exactly. It's very risky. It's it's very risky, but he's probably going to go in a little bit lighter. He was one pound lighter today in the weigh-in. I love the way these guys stare at each other down. It's, it's just exciting, man. And I'm telling you, he'll probably fight at 150 from instead of the 145 today. Mayweather will probably stay at 146 and maybe go up to 148. But I think Pacquiao is saying, I've got to be quicker so that way I can try to get in there and get the shot. I just think it's going to go the distance. It will have some excitement. Maybe someone gets you know a little too excited and someone falls, but they're not a knockout and they get up. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a unanimous decision. 12 rounds of boxing in Las Vegas at the MGM with the wave pool. And I think your boy, Money Floyd Mayweather, will win and history will be on his side. He's going to retire maybe in September at 50-0. and 0, And I just think, you know, he's going to go down as one of the best fighters of all time. Not the best, but one of the best fighters of all time. And I can't see Pacquiao winning this fight. So I hear everything you're saying, and I agree that Mayweather, you know, off the, out of the ring is, is 
you know, that that's a whole other story. And, and it's, it's yeah. interesting, you know, why he gets a pass, actually, when a lot of athletes who have done or even accused of doing what he's done have not gotten yeah. a pass. So Probably because like it's an individual sport. Don't you feel like that's why it's not team? There's no commissioner, no Vegas owner. Guy. <laughs> And the Las Vegas, you know, he brings so much money into that. So much money. State. They all feed off yeah. him. <laughs> they leech yeah, off him. A lot of people. So. A lot of people eat because of what <laughs> Sonny Mayweather is able to do. <laughs> but putting all that aside and just strictly talking about yeah. boxing, I think that Mayweather might be the best defensive fighter that we've ever seen in terms of mm. his ability to, with limited punching power. And limited offensive, you know, uh, uh, oomph to you like that word oomph, right? To, yeah, he's not a power, power puncher. Forty-seven and old, though. I mean, that that that's. I mean, now he has knocked out what twenty-seven people, so it's not like it's not yeah, like he's winning yeah. all by by decision. But he is for sure winning with defense, quickness, his mind. You know, he's a very, very smart boxer. People don't give him enough credit for, for just how smart he is in the ring. Oh, now, very the, one, the one thing I will say, though, now they've fought some common opponents like Juan, Juan uh, Manuel Marquez, Marquez and, and yeah. obviously De La Hoya and so forth. But I will say this, that Pacquiao gives him problems. Pacquiao, starting with the fact that Pacquiao's a lefty. And yes. that's first. And second, Pacquiao is probably as quick, his feet are as quick as Floyd Mayweather. And the right. fact that Pacquiao punches harder. So even though you've got... He's lost some of the power, though. He's lost some of that power. He probably He's has. seen it in his last two has. fights. I mean, yeah. And, and, and then, you, then, you think about, then you think about Pacquiao, what Pacquiao's been through. Pacquiao probably five years ago, I probably would have said he wins this fight. But yes. Pacquiao since then has lost a few fights. He's gone back. He's gotten into politics. He's got a lot of things happening off, you know, on outside his plate. of boxing. A lot of things on his plate. Yeah, and so I'm not sure, quite sure where Pacquiao's head is. But then again, Pacquiao could surprise you, and he, it's like he's in another place. You know what I mean? His mind is is, is somewhere else. And maybe that's what you need to beat a Floyd Mayweather. Maybe you don't come in all wound up and nervous. So mm, to me, I'm going to take Manny Pacquiao and say, Ooh. look, maybe he's got some zen, and maybe he found, you know, the second coming of of, of his religion and, and whatever he needs the to Vanda motivate Holyfield him. Holyfield against Mike Tyson, yeah, maybe you, you know. know maybe he's okay. older, he's more mature, he's in a different place in life. You know. He, He's got nine. You're going for the upset two. in the wing and the prayer, baby. That's what's happening. I'm going for Manny Pacquiao. I'm going for the Pac-Man. Because you <laughs> know what? I don't know that I don't know that Mayweather's gonna be fifty, you know. I'm going with the Pac-Man. I I'll do the same thing and say a twelve round split decision Ooh, goes to controversial. Manny Pacquiao. A little controversial. Do you know the controversy that will happen in the MGM and, and basically Mayweather's backyard with a split decision, Ray? Wow. Well, you know what? They'll just do another $100 million fight. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people – now, let's be fair. A lot of people have said that is exactly what will happen and that the fix is already in because there's just too much money that they have – you know, that, they, that they're planning the rematch already – whether it's a close one for Mayweather or a close one for Pacquiao, that it's already in the works. And you know what? We don't know if it is or it isn't, and that's what's sad about boxing. It has not been cleaned up, so we don't really know. You know what I mean? We, can't, we cannot say 100% no, that, that wouldn't happen. You know, we can't be Pollyanna. So now listen, we've got to get to this derby, but I've got to tell you, Sean Mannion was drafted by the Rams. And my Pittsburgh Steelers, baby, in the third round, get Sammy Coates from Auburn. Wow, wow, wow. I'm hyped. Oh, Ray, I love it. Tell me you well, don't love we'll Sammy Coates. We'll have to Coates recap the draft Steelers. next yes, week. Yes. But, yeah, on we'll, Monday, we'll on Monday, we'll, let's, we'll let's recap it. Let's this might be – let's just put this in perspective. This might be the best single day. Sports weekend, yes. So, yeah, single history. day. I mean – the Saturday you've got you've got some game sevens, you've got Yankees Red Sox, you've got hockey. We haven't even talked about hockey. We'll have to talk about that on Monday. You've got yeah. Derby, you've got Rangers Pacquiao. Caps. 
Mayweather, wow, a- that's crazy. A-Rod hit a 660 tonight, so, you know, that's over there with the Yankees, Red Sox. And this derby, you've got, I mean, some spectacular three-year-olds that people are like, you know, Brady tweeted out him and his boys are going. Um, everybody's showing up. You know, it's it's one of those sporting events that's got to be on your bucket list. The question is, when you look at the odds and you look at the horses, you know, can American Pharaoh basically five to two from right? favorite five to two, but being so far outside, you know what I mean? This is, you know, it's it's not on the inside. Um, the horses, what well, what position is it? Fifteen oh, or sixteen? Yeah, 15, I mean, in eighteenth, right? See, and that's. Yeah, and, and, and this is, you know, it's a crowded field. It's going to be really difficult. And then other horses, uh, what, Dortmund, that is 3-1, to one, that everybody's loving. Um, they're both with the same uh, uh, trainer, yeah, Dortmund's right? Dortmund's right or in the, the middle of the pack, eight. Yeah. So the eighth gate, yeah. The question is, and he's won uh, at the Kentucky Derby field, as I think, as a two-year-old. So the question is, is there going to be an upset? You know, you got win, place, and show. How you break it down? How you predict it? I mean, you've got some veteran trainers. You know, that's what you like about the Derby because sometimes it's really who gets, you know, who gets ahead early. But can that horse keep it? You know, can a horse like Frosted, um, you know, say, hey, I'm further back too, but you know, I'm 15 to one. Maybe I'm a sleeper, and maybe I get in there. I don't know, but I feel like. This might be, even though I'm not picking uh, Pacquiao, this might be the upset weekend. And maybe, just maybe, a Mr. Z can get in there, 50 to 1. You know what I mean? Um, oh, you're going for a big-time upset. Okay, Bolo, 30 or, to 1. Or I was going to say. 12 to 1. Well, mater- this is the thing. I'm going to go like this. I'm actually going to go with Dortmund to win. I'm going to go with materiality to place and American Pharaoh for show. So I'm mixing it up. I'm going with one of the favorites at three to one to win. Um, and then I'm going to say, now Carpe Diem's got a shot too. Okay. But I, I just say, don't, that's I, my, I don't. That's my horse right there. Carpe Diem from okay. the two gate. I like Carpe Diem. I just Diem. think it's going to be jammed inside. Yeah. I don't, I don't it, like, I don't like the position. It might be. Uh, frosted at fifteen to one from the fifteen game. Right. Looks like they could come up and, and do. I like do frosted some things. too. But. Your boy Dortmund might have the best chance right in the middle of the pack. But you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no to Dortmund, and I'll give I'll give you a horse that might I give you a horse that might uh, do some things. Bolo, how about that? They're Bolo. right next to Dortmund. Dortmund Bolo, to one. yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe Bolo with those Bolos and, and so give me your win, right place, there. and show. Does American Pharaoh show up in the top three? Do you know, I mean, let's. No, I'll say I'll say at the at, from the 18th gate. No, I'll say Bolo third. I'll say Carpe Diem wins, uh, and then in terms of a place horse, you know what? I'll say Frosted. So so no Pharaoh and no Dortmund. And wow. Bolo. Yeah, okay. we're going for some upset. Okay. This listen, Ray is going for the upset weekend. Wow. Maybe you're gonna say the Giants will draft Brent Hundley next too, Ray. Is that where you're headed with this? The upset weekend? <laughs> Why not? It's about time he comes off the board. He's talented. Oh, I I think the kid is a stud and I think teams are making a mistake. Listen, you were on this guy ahead of me, so I have to give you credit. Um you know, you, you really believed in him junior, senior year before I did. Um, and I kind of jumped on a little bit. He never had a line, didn't have the greatest offensive weapons around him, if we're being honest. But the kid, he did a lot. So it'll be fascinating to see. Finally, Carl Davis goes, wow, the Buffalo's doing pretty good there. Oh, no, Baltimore, wow. So, Ray, will this be the upset weekend, or will it be the weekend of champions? Well, you know me. I have a couple upsets. But you know what? Pacquiao winning is not a huge upset because Pacquiao is no, in the, no, it's, not. it's just that Floyd Mayweather is such a phenomenal fighter that 
that if Pacquiao wins or loses, it's really two great fighters. And again, I sound bitter only because you know boxing held us hostage <laughs> for too many years. But this it's is going to really be so great, much fun. These are two it's of the fun. best fighters, you know, in a generation, in two generations. So this is actually a, a fun fight to watch. It's our last chance, I always say. Listen, it's going to be a great Saturday, a great sports weekend. You know, Rangers caps, Rangers lost game one. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens with the the Ducks. If they continue, maybe they'll sweep their series. Who knows what's going to happen. Um, We'll be back Monday, Ray, and Monday we will recap the draft. We'll recap Kentucky Derby, the fight. Some baseball histories, you know, history stuff with A Rod, Yankees, Red Sox, obviously Mayweather, Pacquiao. Everybody enjoy and have a great sports weekend and maybe a historic sports weekend. Yeah, this is what it's all about. Have a great one. Come back and talk to us on Monday. We got a lot of comments, we'll have a lot of insights. And come sit on our couch and talk sports with friends. Thanks for listening. We're out. Let's go Steelers, please.